Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to session number 53 of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. I appreciate you listening in. Last week, uh, 52, we talked about, in session 52, we talked about why 99% of people cannot create success with a lot of what's being taught in today's marketplace, a lot of the attraction marketing theories that are being uh, talked about by the 1% that can do it and have the natural God-given talent, skills, abilities, backgrounds, experience, years of experience in many cases of doing it. And I've had some very interesting conversations. It's been awesome. And, uh, I'm excited because people are saying, Dale, I've been listening. I agree. What do I have to do? What do I need to do? Here's where I am. And I appreciate those conversations. And that's really the reason we started this podcast to begin with. Um, As I look back again, I was just so, so fortunate when I started to be able to have the opportunity to gain some awareness, insights, whatever you want to call it, that most people will never have the opportunity to gain when they come in this industry because they don't have the ability to look and listen with a blank slate with not knowing that you don't know anything and be able to just listen and implement uh, for eight to ten hours a day from leaders and people with leadership titles and thought leaders of the time in the personal growth and personal development market. So, I mean, I was given an opportunity that most will never, 99.999% of the people where will never be given. And it's created a lot of success, a lot of, not just for me, but for so many other people uh, and who've been able to take, turn around and teach other people who have been able to teach other people very systematically. And it's been a magnificent journey, uh, journey up to this point. And um, I, I know the message is getting through and I know the people that are implementing and are are at a different level because it's like, Dale, this makes sense. I get this. I understand this. You know, I had success. I've had financial success, but I haven't been able to help people the way I wanted to help people. And now I feel like I can help people the way I want to help people and give them solid, uh, meaningful direction and not just smoke and mirrors and foo-foo dust. So it's been an, a very interesting week for me and uh, very, very 
thought-provoking conversations that I know will continue after other people continue to hear session number 53, or excuse me, 52. So what I decided to do this week is to let you kind of listen in just as a continuation of session 52, even though it's going to be uh, a totally different environment, but let you listen in on an actual webinar training that I hosted with some accelerated accelerated leaders currently uh, in the profession. And I felt like this would be a good follow-up based upon many of the conversations that I've had uh, to kind of hear in action, so to speak, in today's marketing world, uh, what an accelerated group training would consist of. And hopefully it'll be thought-provoking for you. Hopefully it'll give you a deeper understanding of direction and development of other people and developing your franchise and your leaders and the, the degree, the, to the degree of which it needs to be communicated. And that's my hope. I mean, I have no idea. Uh, but I, I felt like that this could be very valuable for you. And so we're just going to really get down to where the rubber hits the road. And again, we all know that there's just a lot of foo-foo dust that's being spread around the profession and that people are really starting to understand that it's not the marketing funnel or the hacks or the tips or the tricks or the social media. What, you know, uh, people, number of people following you on social media are not even about the income that you're generating. The real success in network marketing comes from developing teams, developing people, uh, developing a track record of success that means something in this industry. You know, most of us look at success and we look at the dollar signs behind the name. And in this industry, we should be looking at the leaders within the organization. Did you hear what I just said? You measure success in, in different professions, in different ways, in different industries, in different ways. And so many people measure success in network marketing based upon the paycheck instead of the team. And the real way, bottom line, it's not about you. It's about your team. It's about the success of your team. It's not about how many followers you have that like hanging out with you better than the ladies at the choir practice. Okay. It's not about that. It's about developing people. If you build people, people will build the business. 
And I know that sounds really good and it sounds kind of cool or whatever, but it, I, I, I don't even go there, don't even live there. It's reality of the network marketing business model. Your long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that you develop on your team. If you build people, people will build the business. And people need to spend more time investing in the right people and bringing them down the road and developing homegrown leaders in their particular organization-franchise. So I hope these insights and this accelerated group training that we're going to let you kind of eavesdrop in on will be a value to you and a benefit. And I look forward to being with you next week on another session of the No Fluff MLM Leadership Development Podcast. You guys have an awesome week. I appreciate you. Good evening, everyone. This is Dale Calvert. I want to welcome you to the Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy webinar. I appreciate you guys being with us tonight. It's going to be short. Have a pen and paper. There's going to be about four or five questions I hope you'll write down. Let me make sure I can start recording. Yeah. So again, I just want to welcome you. Have a pen and paper ready. And this is private webinar for Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy members. Uh, we're going to get down to where the rubber hits the road tonight. So I'll just tell you in advance. I hope that you'll be able to use these questions as you're working with and developing your team. I, I know they'll help you as well. They certainly did me. And really, this is uh, what I'm constantly trying to do. I mean, really, guys, if I could just take my brain and just dump it into other people's brains, then I, I, could, be, I could feel like I've done my job. I've done the best that I can. But that's kind of difficult to do, obviously, at least now. Probably a few more years before we can do that. But I'm really, the topic is team building. And when all else is said and done, with the network marketing business model, your long-term life-altering wealth creation income is really only dependent upon one thing and that is the number of leaders that you develop on your team now one percent of the time you can get lucky and there's things that can happen uh, but and we all know the stories and we all know the people that just faked it till they made it and I mean, there's no question that that's happened. Uh, I, that the first uh, online ebook we ever wrote talked about that, but that's not a good business plan, and that's not something that I feel comfortable in trying to tell people to do. To just fake it till you make it, and again. A lot of that comes from the fact 
that as a profession, all that's really been accomplished in the last 15 or 20 years is us focusing, and keyword focus, focusing on recruiting each other. And that's a terrible business plan, and that's why the industry is where it is. Uh, as I go into this tonight, I need to really, I've told you guys before, but I really want to tell you again that the members of the Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy, the people that started when we uh, launched this, knowing that it was too early, but as I've said in the past, I had to do it for my own sanity. Uh, I just want you to know I respect and appreciate each one of you and love you almost as I love my family. I mean, I've learned so much about you, your families, what you're doing. Uh, it, it's been a great experience for me. I've gotten to know a lot of really good people a whole lot better. And I just wanted to tell you that. Uh, I will argue upside down one side of the mountain and down the other with people that I love and am concerned about, my brother, my, my wife, my parents, my kids, you name it. And I want to tell you up front that tonight is either for you or, or the leaders on your team are both. It's either for you, it's for the leaders on your team, and are both. And I know that the type of conversation I want to have with you will be extremely valuable as you continue to grow and build your teams uh, by sitting down with leaders on your team, sitting down in a coffee shop, and and just asking the questions that I'm getting ready to ask you. I've done it multiple times, but I started by asking myself. <clears throat> now, I actually pulled what I want to share with you guys tonight from one of my journals, and these are questions that I asked myself in 1984. I told Don, those of you, you know, you're watching on the webinar, I know a couple of you are listening in on your phone, but those watching on the webinar said that's proof that I could care less what I look like. <laughs> it would take it a picture, but, but anyway... Uh, I pulled these from my journal, and, you know, I think along our path, and it, we all have to sometimes just stop and really get down to where the rubber hits the road, especially as leaders, and especially people that are progressing and have leadership titles and the responsibility of other people. Uh, I think that's something that's not taken as as deeply as it should be today. So here's the questions. What's your number one reason for growing and expanding your team? And I'll just kind of share with you where I was personally when I first uh, made these entries into my journals, just kind of so you'll know. Uh, for me, it was 1984. Um, in 1983, this was early 84, probably uh, in the first quarter, 
Might even have been around this time of the year. I don't know. I, I didn't date it. But in October of 83 is when I had to be at IBM at 6 o'clock in the morning. And, and from October of 83 is when, honestly, and you all, you all have heard the story a thousand times, but it all came together. It all came together in about 10 minutes. Just boom, 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 boom. And just all the information that I've been putting into my brain. And, and again, I'm not going to repeat the story, but it was literally like my subconscious mind just opened up into my conscious mind. And basically, the five core fundamental systems came together at that moment. And it's the foundation on which we built everything since that point. And up until that point, I was very inconsistent. I was excited and frustrated daily. It seemed like wanted to quit most of the time, but I didn't have any other options. And it just was what it was. So the next question I had to ask myself and that I think everybody has to at some point, is are those reasons strong enough? And you all know when we start new people, the first thing we do, it's always been first since 83. It will always be first. is helping them identify why they're doing the business because until you know why, the how doesn't matter. So... Sometimes we have to sit back and we have to ask ourselves, and I've had to do this with a lot of good people over the years, is are those reasons really strong enough? Are they compelling enough? Are you focusing on the frustration in the work? Are you focusing on the rewards? Focusing on the frustration in the work? Are you focusing on the rewards? And for me, my top three, be able to leave IBM, be able to drive a brand new car, and be able to take my family to Hawaii were strong enough. They were compelling. And my number one reason uh, that had to happen, there was no choice, there was no turning back, I, I would not be denied. I had to get out of the environment. And it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't a bad environment. It was a great company and a great environment. But just the, the whole building somebody else's dream, uh, being somewhere I had... I had to be every day instead of where I wanted to be and having those kind of restrictions were just, I couldn't handle it when I was young. And I, you know, I, you've heard the term psychologically unemployed. I definitely was. And I know some of you, all of you are, are doing this at this point in your life for different reasons. And, and our reasons change depending on how old we are when we get involved in the profession our family dynamics, our family situation, uh, our, our passions. I mean, they, the reasons can change. And my reasons have nothing to do with you or vice versa. And then the next question is, are you just too comfortable? Because over the years, I, I talked with a lot of people, worked with a lot of people that had tremendous upside potential. The bottom line, the bottom line is they were just too comfortable doing what they were doing in their traditional business or maybe they have a job that 
just they got a tremendous amount of emotional satisfaction from from the job. They were making a positive impact on other people. And I'm thinking about social workers and nurses and, and other professions, pastors, uh, where they just, they, they knew they were doing, they were making an impact on other people. And they were just too comfortable, they're too comfortable to ever fulfill their true upside potential with the network marketing business model because when it's all said and done, all that really matters is what kind of impact do you make on other people and they were in professions that allowed them to do that on a daily basis. And again, this is some, you know, I'm just getting down to where the rubber hits the road. That's all I'm trying to do tonight. Uh, because I, I really want to get to the real where it hits the road, emotional aspect of this business. And what I have found over the years is most people wait until they're in a state of, this, of desperation to make the changes that they've known. And I'm talking about people in the network marketing profession as well as in other professions. They wait until they're in a state of desperation before they're willing to become uncomfortable and implement the things that they know they have to implement personally and with their team in order to progress forward and stop the cycle that, that we've seen over and over and over and over and over, especially in the last 20 years in the network marketing business model. And I talked about this not from a network marketing standpoint, but from a general standpoint in the book that we wrote called Change Your Financial Mindset and Create Wealth, which is on Amazon. And it's also the reason that the MLM Training Club is a monthly CD program because repetition is the key to learning. And I know there's some foundational concepts and ideas and not just strategies, not just marketing methods, but foundational attitudes that have to be developed and they can only be developed through experience and repetition where, you know, knowledge without action leads to self-delusion and there has to be a certain amount of repetition so people can start learning the concepts, the ideas, and then when they're in the marketplace, uh, all those, all of the concepts and ideas will ultimately be validated as their work in the business. You know, sometimes you just have to take things on faith, especially in the beginning. So, what I have seen and, and what has bothered me over the years is people that were, you know, and I always use the $252,000 or whatever, they were making a quarter million dollars a year. And in two years, their income has dropped to 70000 And they understand. They've been listening to what I've been communicating for years and know that it fundamentally makes good business sense. They get it. They understand that their long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders they develop on their team. They understand that the only leaders are, are, are groups, teams, are made up of people. And the only way people are going to duplicate is through unified duplicatable systems. It's, you, you can't argue with that, and it is common sense, 
And then when they read books like Leadership and the One-Minute Manager, from a corporate standpoint, on how teams are developed, it all makes sense, but they wait too long to implement because they had they were three percenters. They, they are three percenters. I've worked on a lot of three percenters. They, they did it with the skill set, mindset, work ethic, closing skills, heaven forbid, or whatever they came into the industry with. And they created a lot of followers, and they never got into a mode to be able to duplicate. The only way their business was ever going to grow is if they found other three percenters. And they didn't find them in time, and their organization starts backing up as fast as it grew initially because excitement wears off, and if there's no fundamentals in place and there's no systems and foundations, excitement's only going to last so long. And then they come to me, and then they do. So this business model, if you wait until you're on the downswing, it's, it's really much more difficult to implement because it's hard to learn if you're in a state of desperation. And, and I know there's nobody that I'm aware of in the Leadership Development Academy that's in a state of desperation. But, but you're going to have people that are. And you're going to have really good people that are going to go out and do it their own way and they'll have success for a short period of time. And then when it starts backing up, then they will come to you and I'm just trying to give you a heads up because I've been down this road way too long, way too many times with far too many people. So I'm just trying to give you a heads up. This is the ultimate statement that I can ever make. And I can promise you that every leader and future leader that I've ever personally worked with had this ingrained, ingrained in their brain. They knew it. They implemented it. That's all they were working towards. Nothing else mattered uh, because if this doesn't happen, then the opportunity to develop leaders will never happen. And it's really this. Those who master, master the five core systems and recruit three to five new people a month will 100% control their destiny in this profession. Uh, this is the closest thing to a secret that I could ever share with the right people. Again, brand new people don't need to hear this, but, but you guys aren't brand new. So again, those who master the five core systems and can recruit three to five people a month control their destiny in the profession. And I talked about on the webinar in the last 90 days about the rub. And the rub is, you know, you have to be good at number five, which is lead generation, in order to master two, three, and four. And some of you are probably on that webinar. I don't remember the name of it. But every one of you... I can tell me what the five core systems are. And and so number one, you you know, you help people launch their business. Number two, 
our retail to recruit program with a referral system attached. Number three is a two-step recruiting process. Number four is a retention system. And again, if you and number five is lead generation, which is ongoing, it never stops. It's it's a constant evolution. And if you, and if you aren't good at generating leads, then you can't. Then it's impossible to to become proficient at a customer acquisition program or a consistent recruiting program, two-step recruiting process, because you just simply don't have enough people coming through the processes, coming through the systems. Next question I would ask you, how many prospects completed your play to last week that you were, that you were able to follow up on and talk with? How many last week? And then I would even ask, what about the week before that? And was there a question prior to that? Pardon me, guys. Is that strong enough? Okay, mine, mine was definitely strong enough. Uh, and if you ask me any time in my first three years, how many prospects completed my Play 2, and Play 2 back then was a live event back then. One-on-one -on -one presentation, Play 2 live event. And if you ask me any time my first three years, I could have said zero. I could have said seven. I could have said zero for three weeks in a row. Four. None, two, in other words, my, my results would have been all over the place. After my third year and in, in my fourth year, when, because I had this, I believe, this uh, question session with myself, uh, that's why at the end of 84, we ended up as one of the top five organizations in the company for our our volume, our, our sales volume. And if you ask me how many went through my Play 2 last week, uh, pretty much on a weekly basis, it would be two to three a week. I would have two to three people a week that would complete complete step two. So you're looking at eight to 12 a month, which gave me my five plus a month that I would enroll my new members because I had two to three people a week that completed Step two. Now, guys, I had to generate a lot of leads on the front end. Most never got through play one, and the ones that did get through play one and said they were going to do play two, most never did, but enough did two to three a week, and two to three people a week completing phase two would easily give me five new members on a monthly basis. 
And I can, and I knew, I knew if I took those people and followed the, the, the systems that you guys have heard me talk about to them blue in the face, you know, first, uh, first step was 20 reasons top three, 50 names to practice with, the, the whole process. I'm not going to repeat everything, but I knew that if I had five people a, a month, a month, that I could start through that process and eliminate them as soon as possible, have definite closure. When I realize, you know, that the only difference between a big shot and a little shot is a big shot is a little shot that kept shooting. And when you understand they're going to fall and stay down and waller in it and they're not willing to get back up, then I have to emotionally, mentally have definite closure and move on. And the only reason to recruit them is to eliminate them as soon as possible. And I knew that I could find three people a year out of sponsoring five a month that were going to want it as bad as I did and understood the validity of making everything that you did so the 27 percenter, which I didn't know that's what you called them at the time, but making the, but so the 27 percenter could do it. It had to be like a franchise. So that's how you win this game. And yes, there's people that have gone into the marketplace, talk the talk, never walk the walk, and created followings. And there's people teaching people to do that today. And the truth is the truth. About 1%, if that, of the population can ever pull that off. And if they can, if they can, they, they, they get to a point where they realize that only 1% and they don't have a clue what to do beyond faking it. They fake it till they make it. How many people did you personally sponsor on your team last month? For me, after my first three years, it was always five plus a month. Always. Five plus a month. There was one point when I sponsored 17 people in a row. But that was at a point, and you all heard me talk about this, when I, when I decided I was going to learn how to close people. Uh, I didn't have to do that very long to understand that that's a waste of everybody's time. So, how many did you sponsor last month? If it wasn't between three and five, important question, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Because nobody's going to win until these numbers that some of you have heard me talk about for 15, 20, 30 years. So, literally, some, I've been talking about this for over 30 years. This is how it plays out. How the leads generate it doesn't mean anything. That doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if it's online, offline. It doesn't matter where the lead comes from. Most leads aren't going to amount to anything anyway. 
Most leads won't get through the play one. The ones that do, very few will get through play two. But all you need is two to three a week to find your five a month. Another question. I'm almost done because these are important, important, important questions. How many people on your team are you running with right now? And please note, I did not say working with. At any given time, I was working with multiple people just to get them to a point where I could eliminate them. So at multiple times, you are helping people launch their business. You're coaching people through the retail follow-up system. You know, it, it, and that's working with people when you're directing them and you're coaching them and and running the people you run with are people that you're in a supporting or delegation mode with. Okay, they they already know what to do. They they already they've already implemented multiple times the five core systems and they get it and they understand it and they can talk about it and teach it better than you can or I can. Okay, so you want to be running with three to four to five people a year, running with them. And, and, and then, you know, it's like you run with them to there at the top, and then, you know, and you're constantly giving them more and more responsibility, and ultimately you, you get them to a total point of delegation. And again, I've talked about this in, in different ways multiple times. Guys, it's not going to change. It's not change. It's not going to change. I just try to figure out different ways to try to communicate it, you know, and and, and constantly fighting the foo foo dust. And you're going to have to constantly fight the foo foo dust. So again, how many people are you running with right now? And and if you guys aren't running with at least two or three people right now, then you you. you you know, again, you can figure out where where the improvement needs to be. And that's what I used to sit down and tell people. It's like I would have great people, but it's like, look, you've got a lot of people that have a lot of potential that you're working with. And, 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 and Jamie over in uh, Nashville, Tennessee is doing good and creating a lot of customers and following up and retailing to recruit and recruiting some people and think I mean you got a lot of good things happening but you don't have anybody that you're really running with right now this business is fun when you have people to run with how many people have you had definite closure with in the last six months and this question when I was sitting down with future leaders and this question with myself when I first realized this, you have definite closure to preserve the relationship. You have definite closure to keep the door open. When you realize somebody is not ready because they, they, they're not, they're, they're, in three softball leagues and they're not ready to give up some of their casual time and devote it to building 
their business, you have to have definite closure. And it's just, hey, you know, it doesn't seem to me that you that you're ready to, to really get focused and, and work on this business right now. And again, we always send the streak when you slump C D with their twenty reason sheet and then we have coffee. That's the process, that's of the system. And, you know, with the post-it note, it says, I hope you still want these reasons as bad as I want to help you have them, get them, and you have definite closure. And then you let them know, look, down the road, if you decide that you want to go after this again, all you got to do is pick up the phone and I will work with you. But right now, I'm only looking for three people that want it as bad as I do, and I'm going to become a diamond this year, and I, I, I can't. I can't drag you here, you know? And so anytime you, you're ready, all you have to do is pick up the phone. We're going to stay friends. Uh, uh, we're going to stay acquaintances. But, you know, I got to move on. And, and that's a difficult but important conversation to have with everybody that you sponsor. Everybody you sponsor, you either end up running with them are having definite closure. One of the two. And I had trouble with that in the beginning. But what I realized is, you know, people couldn't do it for Dale. They had to do it for them. And, you know, I didn't want people to feel like they were letting me down. And I would just rather them, you know, be a social club member. They can come to all the cookouts. But... I'm not going to fool them, and they're not going to fool me, and we both know where their commitment level is, and that's fine. I, but I'm not going to let them bring me down, and I'm not going to try to build it with those people. See, if the ones you have are not going to take you where you want to go, you have to find new ones. That's just the reality of this business. So it took me a while. It took me about a half a year to where I got consistent. And then I got to a point where everybody was either somebody that I was directing and trying to get them to a point of running with me or, or we had definite closure and moved on. And, and you will have definite closure with some people that a year and a half, two years down the road, life happens, something changes, and they will contact you and get re-engaged in your business. And they probably never would have done it if you hadn't had the right conversation with them at the right time when it was time to have definite closure and move on. Definite is not definite long term. It's definite for the moment. And if, you, if you're not doing this, and if your people, your leaders aren't doing this with people, uh, it, it creates all kinds of weird emotions. They want people that won't return your calls. They see people at the grocery store and start walking the other way because they think they're let, they let you down. Or they think you're going to try to get them to get excited again, and they're not ready to be excited they have a parent in the hospital or whatever life has brought their way. So the intelligent, correct thing to do is when you recognize, for whatever reason, they're not 
pursuing and, and, and doing what they need to be doing to create enough leads in their funnel on the front end to have enough drop out the back end, and you recognize that, and then you have to have that conversation. When the answers to these questions match up with what you say you want, then and only then can you control your destiny in this industry. When the answers to these questions match up with what you say you want. In other words, when your numbers, when your numbers reflect what you say you want, then and only then can you control your destiny in this industry. And you and your leaders on your team. That's that's just bottom line, get down where the rubber hits the road. I understand that most people that would have heard this tonight would not even understand what we're talking about. Uh, they don't. They've never heard the phrase "running with" or what? What did he say about two plays or play two? They've never heard the term "definite closure." You guys that have been plugged into uh, our webinars and the training club and leadership development academy, you've heard this at different times and different points and different ways multiple times. You know, the five core systems. I mean, I say five core systems to some people, and they look at me like a deer in the headlight. What are you talking about? Well, that's the five things that I need to systemize to go as far as I, I want to go. What are they? And, and again, it's, it's, it's our business. as network marketing leadership development continues to grow. It's just really fascinating as, as, as network marketing support service continues to grow. It's just fascinating because I'm dealing with so many different spectrums of people, and I, I, I'm just absolutely amazed at the people that have been around this profession for 18 months, two years, three years, four years, and and longer, and really don't come to grips with where the rubber really hits the road as far as developing teams and people and every aspect of this business. So as I started, when I started tonight, I said, look, tonight's either for you or your leaders on your team, or it's for both you and the leaders on your team. And again, as leaders who are plugged into our team building philosophies and systems, I think you totally understand what I just Express to you. Not going to take any more of your time tonight. We'll have the replay up in the back office um, as soon as we can, probably within 24 hours or so. Uh, I do have. I want. I need to set, tell you this. I do have the slides uploaded, but it's in a private slide share account called the Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy and you cannot get to them if you don't have the direct link so I'll be sending you the direct link um, via email within 24 hours so if you want to go back and review the questions or even print them out and sit down because some of you have people right now a lot of you have people right now on your teams that you need to have coffee with. I hope tonight helped you. I will. I've got another webinar coming up by the, at nine o'clock uh, for the, just the generic open for anybody. 
and it, it, it's going to be a real, real good webinar tonight. This would be one of the best to get your team members on. And you guys know me well enough to know that I wouldn't say that unless I 100% meant it. So that's going to come up at 9 o'clock. Thanks for being with me tonight, guys. You know how to get in touch with me. If there's anything I can do to clarify anything of what we talked about tonight, uh, let me know. Let me know. Talk to you soon. I appreciate you guys. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.